Hey guys, how's it going? It's John. Um, so today we were supposed to do Hammer's House of Horror, but instead we're going to be doing a Tales from the Crypt because we had a special guest drop in and uh, yeah, we didn't want to screw up things too bad. So instead we're doing Tales from the Crypt today, Hammer's House of Horror next week. All right, cool. Enjoy. Hi, and welcome to Short and Spooky, the podcast about horror and sci-fi anthology shows from the 80s and 90s. I'm John Sorrow. I'm Tom O'Flaherty. Let's get spooky. Hey, everybody. Welcome into another episode of Short and Spooky. I'm Tom O'Flaherty, and I'm sitting along here with my buddy, my friend, my former co-worker, not former lover, yet, Bizarro Zorro. What's happening? It's me, Bizarro Zorro. Bizarro Vision! That's that's good. That's head bumping good. Yeah, well that was uh that was the one I had last time I just put a little something on top of it. What'd you put on top of that? Uh Beast Boys. I, I heard that. Yeah. Love them. Yeah, they're a good. Rip. Man. Rip. Oh yeah, R.I.P. definitely. MCA about uh seven six years ago. Yeah. Not recent, but still tragic. Didn't one of them also pass away too? Adam Ye I don't think no, so. Adam Yoke was MCA. Okay. I'm not sure. Well, I, uh, since I showed you how to make your own drop, uh, do you have a Tommy Trash, uh, drop I, today? I don't. I have your other one I made for uh, you the other wait. day that you like. You make, you, you brought that up to make fun of me for not having it done yet. I brought it because I didn't think you'd have it done. And exactly. I'm glad I did. Here you go. You piece of shit. Okay, folks, the guy in front of you is Tommy. Trash. 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 I like that. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like, I like it a lot. You're welcome. Well, but I didn't, uh, didn't ask for it. In the future, you're, you're going to be having some drops, and you're going to be oh, yeah. surprising me with some stuff. Oh, well, I'm going to have. I, I I showed you a preview of one the other night when you came over to my place. Mm -hmm. We do a hangout outside of the podcast. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, you came over the other night. You got a little drunk. Yeah, we uh, crushed some beers. I'm not a big beer drinker. But you were cranking them. Uh, I know, and I was hungover as fuck all day yesterday. Were you? Yeah. yeah. I mean, you left pretty early, but you work at like four in the morning. Yeah. Very hungover. Well, I didn't have work, but like I was oh, fucked you, that's up. That's right, you didn't until like maybe seven or eight. What time did you sleep till? Uh, well, I I woke up around uh, two or three in the morning and laid in bed with a headache for until about eleven o'clock, and then wow, tried to go to my didn't uh, fall asleep. Oh no, and then uh, I was like throwing up, trying to drink water, couldn't keep it down, just driving to go get some like fried bullshit to eat, and then like, what'd you get? I got a uh, super quesadilla with. You went to Taco Bell. No, I went to a, an actual taqueria. Where? Uh, Alameda, of course. Uh, and yeah, just tried to nurse my hangover. I watched fucking reruns of, you know, It's Always Sunny in, in South Park all day. Oh, cool. Yeah. What, what, uh, what era of South Park? Uh, I think like season eight or nine. So that's like 90, I'm sorry, 2004? It was, it was a while back. I, I was, one of the ones I watched that I really like was uh, the one where... Uh, you were about 30. Oprah Winfrey's uh, vagina and asshole. Oh, like, yeah. Hold a Minji. Have, yeah. yeah. Great episode. Fantastic. Cool. Yeah. I mean, I felt like shit and had to, like, smoke weed all day, but... Is that a problem? Well, you know. No, I guess not really, but... Really? Uh, like, if that's the I worst thing that happens in your day? Well, I was also throwing up and had a terrible headache. Oh, baby. I blame you. Blame me? You, part you right. willingly partook in this. We drank a lot of beers. You could have slept in my house. Yeah, I could have. You didn't. But there's no couch in here. I, I have a blow-up mattress. <laughs> Maybe. I don't know if I brought it over to blow the Blow-up mattress place. and a blow-up girlfriend? Uh, she's not my girlfriend. 
<laughs> we just hang out. Sometimes. We just hang out sometimes. Yeah. yeah. Netflix and chill. Yeah, that's that's what I tell my online friends. Yeah. Speaking of friends, uh, you have a friend in studio today. I do, okay. and uh, it's our second ever guest, and I'm really excited. Yeah, Cooper was the only one. What about my friend Chaz, who was here the other oh, week? Oh fuck! Yeah, Chaz, I'm so sorry. Yeah, Chaz actually was awesome, and I I, I just didn't made a think big impression on you. It sounds like he Chaz, <laughs> you were great. I'm sorry. That was that. I'm sorry. Uh. What's his name? Von Von Barf. Baron Von Barf. Baron Von he, Barf. He, he uh, chose a name for himself. Yeah, I I apologize, Baron Von Barf. Mm-hmm. That's a sentence that's never been said in, ever in existence before. <laughs> Maybe we said it like last week. Who knows? Probably did. Yeah, we were but, ourselves. Anyway, uh, so our third ever guest is a good friend of mine and a very very funny person. I want to introduce him, Taylor Allgood. Hello. Welcome to the podcast, Taylor. Thank you for having me here. I really feel honored. Do yeah. you? Yeah. I mean, usually when I, you know, come over to Teo's, it mainly, uh, I'm sorry, Tom's. Teo's a nickname of mine. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> sorry, I will never get used to calling you Tom. Uh, but usually it consists of a lot of drinking and then... Sounds o- right. Yeah, and then oiled up Greco-Roman wrestling. You use oil with him? I do. I'm sorry. I, I, I have delicate skin. Uh, we want to make sure there's no tearing. Uh, I mean, it, my modeling career, you know, could depend on it. What so. kind of model are you? Um, I mostly uh, model footwear, uh, specifically foot jewelry, uh, lots of anklets and toe rings. Remember toe rings? They also were a big thing for a while. They're back. Are they back? I don't know. They just look like, like Wait, I remember a couple of people I knew growing up had toe rings, and I was like, Wait, guys? Dudes? Girls. Okay, well, like, well you know, girls, yeah. Chicks, man. Chicks, bro. Very cool. Yeah, I remember, like, like back in, like, the 90s, like, my sister wore toe rings and stuff. Like, that was... Nice. Oh, yeah. yeah. Let's bring her on the podcast. Let's, uh... <laughs> well, I was gonna say, let's talk about the 90s. <laughs> oh, yeah. So, Taylor's around my age as well. Mm-hmm. We're not as old as John. Uh, from what I understand, uh, you are well more um, articulate and well-spoken and probably smarter than both of us is what he's led me to believe. Yeah, so you're um, a writer. All of, our, all of our guests I, are better at this than we are. So Yeah, Chaz has the voice. Yeah. I remember him. Okay. Uh, and Taylor's got the writing credits. Cooper, well, Cooper's just, mm, yeah. the sniff is just the sniff. <laughs> Yeah, so if you think of a, a, a cool alter ego, we'll make you a drop for next time you come through. Uh, oh, yeah, what would, what would I, be your alter ego? Uh, so you're like a, think of yourself as like a radio a shock jock. This is Fat Stevens. Fat Stevens. Oh, instead of Cat Stevens, instead I like of it. Cat Stevens. Mm-hmm. Is that really, did you have to articulate that? <laughs> I was explaining to the people who aren't as people sharp as you and I. People yes. wouldn't understand. For those who don't know, Cat Stevens is a singer. Uh, his, his name is now Yusuf Islam. It is. That's um, why I was thinking. People would just be like, "Oh, Yusuf Islam." <laughs> like, John, they, fuck you. That's a uh, lie. You see how? Uh, see how he treats me? Yeah. yeah. Bizarro Saro is a piece of shit. He I, still I, is I, evil, I, John. Bizarro Saro. No way. He still is Johnny Junk, in my opinion. Okay. Well, you can call me whatever you want. It, That's. You, sorry, I have a question. Are the nicknames? Uh, meant to be a reflection of yourself or your alter ego? So, he, you know, Tommy over here was always giving me a hard time saying I was too controlling, trying to get things yes. done, that I was overbearing, and I was like, you I know what, maybe yeah. that's true. Maybe I'll uh, flip the script and uh, try to be a little bit more constructive, a little more patient, outgoing, and, you know, positive. He doesn't like that. 
So pretty much nothing I can do will please this person. The, He's just going to talk shit to me no matter the what. The podcast mm. gotten, has gotten worse since that happened. <laughs> <laughs> Debatable. You're like, maybe Tom will start doing some work here and... No. I know. It's so funny. Uh, you ripped off my shock jock uh, thing. And then Tommy when I... Trash? How can you not... You're Johnny Junk. Rick I know. You're Rake. Yeah, so you stole my idea. Trisha Trash. And then... Uh, when I tried to do some John's trivia, you got pretty defensive about it. Oh, I did get it. mad about that. So, hey, like I said, there listen, is no pleasing you. There is no pleasing me, and I stand by that. Uh, I'm Reason, pretty sure I've, I've pleased you several times. Well, I mean, sexually it's different. Oh, uh, yeah. Mm. Sorry. Yeah. Anyway, enough about us. Uh, we I would like to know a little bit uh, about... Uh, Our friend Taylor here. Yes. Uh, mm. How do you feel about anthology shows from the 80s and 90s? Can't stand them. Don't know why I'm here. No. In fact, I'm leaving right now. <laughs> uh, no, I uh, I love them. I love anthology series in general. I think it's a, a really cool uh, format for telling uh, for fiction. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, like the throwaway aspect of just yeah, yeah, yeah. You just I you love know, that too. I it's love standalone. That. Yeah, stand-alone. you don't have to be watching from episode one of a show. Yeah. you can just be there and and get a story. Yeah. And the, the self-contained stories. And it would be so cool. I mean, I think about, like, my favorite... So, uh, you know, as mentioned, I'm a, a writer. I mostly write uh, horror and sci- science fiction stories. And um, my favorite writer of all time is actually not a novelist or a short fiction writer. It's a TV writer. It's Rod Serling. Nice. Uh, I love The Twilight Zone. Uh, absolutely one of my favorite shows of all time. Same. Yeah. How do you feel about uh, Night Gallery? Uh, I didn't. I haven't really watched Night Gallery, because um, mostly I heard uh, kind of not bad things about it, but just sort of uh, it just it, there's like it couldn't it could not live up to Twilight Zone. Was yeah. that a follow up to? Yeah, it was Twilight done Zone? in like the seventies, and you know Rod Serling, I think, was just kind of having more and more writers come in because he had writ- he wrote uh, the majority of the... Uh, well, he was the majority writer for that, pretty much. For the original series, That's yeah. amazing. Mm-hmm. That's so fucking phenomenal. And he was, he was exhausted by it. Like, he was running out of ideas like crazy. So, like, I, th- I think after tw- Twilight Zone, he was like, okay. He needs a little help. I need help. Yeah. I mean, and, well, there were other writers on the Twilight Zone, of course, but uh, he did the, the overwhelming majority. Yeah, definitely. No and, uh, I mean, he's, he wrote a couple other things, too. Uh, one of the biggest twist endings of all movies, uh, Planet of the Apes. Mm-hmm. What? He wrote the screenplay. Yeah. Really? Yeah. yeah. The original? Yeah. Mm-hmm. No they way. They were on Earth all along. Doesn't that seem oh, like a that's... Twilight Zone? Yeah, that's true. Yeah. Yeah. Although, I mean, uh, I believe Twilight, uh, uh, Don, <laughs> Planet of the Apes, mm-hmm. like, uh, Planet of the Apes, I believe, was based on a novel. Yeah, so it I th- was. So I think... But I think Serling would be, he'd be like, yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll write that. I love that twist. Yeah. That's so. brilliant. I so, didn't know that. So some of the uh, uh, night galleries are really cool, but the kind of premise is he like walks you through looking at all of these paintings, kind of like the Treehouse of uh, Terror where Bart's like, behold the school bus. And they're looking at all the different pictures and probably the most famous night gallery uh, bit is the one where... Uh, it's called the caterpillar, where somebody gets a bug inside their brain. What? Mm. And then they're like, dude, like, goes crazy and all this shit. And they're like, at the end, good news, we got it out. Bad news, it was a female. And now there's, like, a bunch of eggs, like, laid in your brain. And mm. it was, like, really gross and overwhelming and pretty pretty cool. I've mm-hmm. um, never seen it. Yeah. Well, I, I think just the production value wasn't there. The fact that it was in color was also kind of, I don't know, but... I think the general consensus is Twilight Zone, brilliant. 
Night Gallery is like the awkward older teenage brother that nobody really gives a shit about. <laughs> wow. Mm-hmm. Uh, are, you, are you guys Black Mirror fans? Oh, yeah. 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 Um, that, what you were talking about with Night Gallery, it, it just totally put me in mind of the episode uh, Black Museum. Mm-hmm. Where, yeah, the last one. Yeah. Uh, and I won't give away any spoilers, just to give uh, the, the listeners well, the, the, the premise. Uh, this, this guy is showing a girl around uh, a museum that is completely... All, all of the exhibits are related to uh, a real life death and uh, so it, it's a it's a great it's 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 like an anthology series within an episode of an anthology series it's, oh that's cool inception yeah yeah I, if uh, yeah if any listeners have not first of all seen black mirror at all they need to check it out and that episode in particular is one of their best so so here's the thing because when initially I was trying to figure out the concept for this like i was like everyone's seen all the original twilight zones they're fantastic you don't really need to talk about them that much and then of course there's all the newer stuff like black mirror or even uh masters of horror that was on uh for a little bit but i really feel like the 80s and 90s one was where where it was like some were great, some were terrible, and they're all fucking mixed together and hard to stiff through. As you can tell, we find a lot of snick- stinkers. We do. Hey, uh, Taylor, I want to ask you mm-hmm. about, um, so you grew up, you, John does not know, you grew up Mormon. I did grow up Mormon, yes. Was there a lot of spooky, superstitious kind of things going on there? Uh, well, yeah, Mormonism is very spooky, uh... I want to say super. I mean, it's a it's a religion, and it's a very involved religion with lots of lots of ritual involved. So, yeah, that's definitely spooky. Um, but I mean, there are things about it that are more just like uh, disconcerting, I'd mm-hmm. say, than scary. Did you have like? spooky experiences growing up when you were Mormon? Or no, was it more the, just, just I mean, like, be scared of Jesus kind of thing? Yeah, well, that's the thing. Is like, Yeah, they were, uh, at least at the point where I I was growing up with it, uh, you know, because, I mean, it's, you know, the, the LDS church has been around for 150 years or so, and uh, it has changed a lot with the times because they are big on like, oh, we need to survive so we can't, you know, so they've changed it. Like there was a time when they had a concept called uh, blood atonement where it was like, it was okay to murder someone if what? it was, if it was warranted by a, a, and commanded by God, because they believe that God directly speaks to the prophet. Man, I and, wish God was directly speaking to me so I could murder John. Uh, actually, it reminded me of an episode of The Outer Limits uh, about a priest and demons. It's actually more of a supernatural Outer Limits rather than a, a science fiction one. Really? Uh, yeah. Uh, maybe I'll just file that away. and Yeah, wait up, give us a teaser for something that might not happen. Thanks. <laughs> I think I'm taking the role as the bad guy now. You're the heel. You are. I am were. the heel. Was I not? <laughs> oh, man. I'm the heel who doesn't know it. That's mm. uh, even worse. That's mm. yeah, so my... Um, Spider-Man 3, uh, James Franco. Because mm. he doesn't know it. Remember the... Oh, I was watching it the other night. I think you're more of the Topher Grace. Don't you fucking say that. Why? Topher? He was he was far from the worst part of that movie. Yeah. Really? Yeah. yeah. Dude, I, I thought... Okay. He was fine. Let's unbox this. I was just watching it the other night because it's on Netflix. 
do tell why you think he's far from the worst part of that movie. Oh, it's, it's not saying he's... He has frosted tips. I'm going to start with that. Okay, first of all, the frosted tips are not Topher Grace's fault. That's that someone... is Sam Raimi's fault for giving the go-ahead to the makeup department to be like, give that guy frosted tips. I feel like uh, because of like Tobey Maguire's like, stature and look, I feel like he's a better Eddie Brock because he's more similar to him yeah. rather than having like some big jock dude mm-hmm. who obviously would, you know with the Venom suit, destroy him. Yeah. So, yeah. like, okay, we'll give it to this other shrimpy dudes, kind of similar, and I feel like they are probably a better mix, but I think the biggest problem with that movie was just too many villains. Yeah. That's too what they've villains. done with all the Spider-Man movies. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I mean, the last one was okay, Homecoming, but I still thought it was kind of BS. Like, they made him an Iron Man suit, basically, and I was like, this is I not did, Spider-Man. I didn't mind that uh, at all. I, I, I couldn't stand that. This is Spider-Man. He's got his basic powers. He's awesome. He's my favorite superhero. He doesn't need an Iron Man suit that fucking basically does all the work for him. I hated that. Well, yeah, but I mean, I appreciated the fact that they took it away from him for a significant portion of the movie. The, you know. the, there was... Did, did you you actually liked it? I did. I really, I, I really liked you it. You did too, John? Uh, I liked Sam Raimi's first and second Spider-Mans, and then I don't like any other superhero movies except Guardians of the Galaxy 1. Hmm. Guardians of the Galaxy 1 is good. You didn't like, oh man, that's that's sad because, uh, the 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 Wolverine movie was great. Oh, oh Logan. Logan, yeah, that was cool. Logan or, was awesome. Say it again in in Sesame Channels, please. Logan, Logan, <laughs> Logan was great, but Logan, Logan was more of a Mary. drama than an actual yeah, superhero movie. Yeah, it in my was. Opinion. It was very much. Uh, the little girl was great. She yeah, she was fantastic. And are they gonna reset the universe with her playing the new? Yeah, well, I think X, in the two three is yeah. she has her own comic. Oh, no way. Yeah. It's, it's it. Oh, that's awesome. I'm yeah. Psyched. It was a little bummed out. But uh, I also heard, and this could be complete bullshit, but uh, the only person that he wanted to replace him as Wolverine. My boyfriend, Tom Hardy. John, John's boyfriend, Tom Hardy. And he's really? playing the new Venom. He's playing the new Venom. Full, full circle. circle. Oh, damn. Whoa. I know. I don't, I don't know about that. I mean, I'm, I'm not saying, like, I mean, Tom Hardy would be good. Uh, it's just... I just feel like I'm a little hardied out. Uh, really? Well, yeah, he's just... Have you seen the new Venom trailer? Yeah. Looks yeah. great. It looks really cool. And, no, he he's phenomenal. I'm just getting... He's just getting a little over You don't want to get oversaturated. Yeah, oversaturated. I felt, I felt this about Benedict Cumberbatch a little while back, mm. uh, where it's just like... I felt like he was just so everywhere. I was just like, yeah. all right, look, guys, let's, let's cool it on him for a while. It becomes generic at a certain point. Yeah, well, and you stop it, and you stop seeing them as the character, and you start seeing them as like, yeah. oh, that's the actor. Yeah, yeah. I agree. Oh, good point. God damn it. Yeah, sorry. You fucking did I rain it. on your parade, buddy? You did. Did, did. I made you a nice, nice cock. You did. You did. You made me a, a beautiful cock. I gave you a nice stiff. Cock I'm, I'm, I'm raising. I'm talking I'm about raising cocktails, it. you guys. <laughs> damn it! <laughs> I, I think I think we could have gotten a little more uh, out of that joke. But yeah. Whatever. I'm a, raising the cock to my lips. He's putting the cock in his mouth. Oh yeah. But uh, yeah, let's uh, let's take a little break and we'll come back. We'll start with the episode. Yes. Uh, today we're doing a uh, Tales from the Crypt, uh, and the title is Carrie and Death. Great episode. Uh, well, we'll discuss that. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> let's take a break and uh, okay. yeah, we'll get down to brass tacks. All right. Let's get you back in the view. Find that devil.
Welcome back, everybody. The two gentlemen I'm sitting with were gracious enough to allow me, a guest, to bring us back. Court ordered, though. Uh, yeah. Well, yeah. We're I mean, I won the lawsuit, like asshole. So. Yeah. You yeah. won the, the asshole lawsuit. Yes. Yeah. I, 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 I sued Teo, Te, ha, Tom. Don't, don't, don't give my real nickname away. That's I'm bullshit. sorry, man. That's bullshit. <laughs> You, you introduced me with my full name, so, I mean, come on. Yeah, but I have many issues outside well, of here. Obviously. That's true. Yeah. 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 yeah, that's bullshit. <laughs> You're bullshit. So, Which uh, is why I won that lawsuit. That's true. You had a good lawyer. So uh, we were talking just a second ago off, off air mm-hmm. about uh, Burr Reynolds just pad. Yeah. Pad? Passed. He passed. He just passed. And he had a mustache like John's. John's is a, is a good mustache, but... Uh, it's coming in pretty good. It's coming in great. It looks like the son of Burt Reynolds' mustache. And that's what we're talking about. So we were thinking there might be a, an episode of Tales from the Crypt with Burt Reynolds in it. So I thought you were going to look that up. I, you didn't tell me that. You said maybe we'll do it in some other time. Well, I didn't think that you were going to talk about it without doing research. I but then literally I forgot said, that that's Tommy's... I literally uh, said off air, we'll talk about it when we get back on air. I smell another lawsuit coming. God damn it. What the fuck? You're not really good at this podcasting thing, are you, Tommy? You were, you just lied to me. All right, so uh, today's episode of uh, Tales from the Crypt is uh, (laughs) Carry On Death. And uh, uh, why did you uh, choose this episode? Well, I, uh, first of all, like, a very uh, limited familiarity with Tales from the Crypt. I caught a few episodes when I was a kid. Uh, Was it at a friend's house? Yes. That seems to be did, an, did, a running you, theme. As a Mormon, did you guys uh, have cable growing up? We did until I was about nine or ten, and then my parents were like, "Okay, there's just too much filth on TV." Really? TV. So we got rid of cable. And I'm from the Pacific Northwest, where unless you have a, a big ass antenna, uh, you can't even get regular TV. Oh, so, were those big antennas from growing up? Like mm-hmm. where you could get like two thousand channels. Like you didn't even if they like have like a, a cable provider. If you had like that yeah. big antenna on there. You get like channels from China and mm-hmm. other exotic places. Yeah, and we and we didn't have any antenna, and because of all the trees, uh, because this, this is Seattle we're talking about, we couldn't get any channels. Were so you, were you smoking some trees growing up? Back then too? <laughs> uh, yeah, but that wasn't until I was about fourteen that I started doing That's when that. When you first got stoned? Yeah, yeah. Uh, Seattle weed, man. It. I mean, now with all, like, dispensaries and stuff, like, I can now, like, get whatever I want. But I I always kind of go with the stuff that's the most, like, what I remember Mm -hmm. from, like, when I was in high school. Yeah, it's, like, nostalgic to get, like, the same smell or, like, whatever, Mm -hmm. yeah. Kind, bud. Well, like, in, in, you know, in Seattle, most of the stuff that we got was indica of some kind. Indicouch. Mm, Indica, indicouch, exactly. And then everyone I got to college, I went to... Where'd you I, go? I, ironically, I went to the University of Utah, even though I got I was done with the whole Mormon thing by then. But I still ended up there because actually Salt Lake City is a beautiful place. And, Salt Lake's uh, great. Yeah, and and the weed there was we mostly got sativa, and it was a completely different experience. So when you're growing up, you're going to your friend's house mm-hmm. and you're watching the show. Yeah, uh, occasionally, and this is when I'm really little. So like this is you know. 
So I'm first of all terrified because as a kid I Were you was a scared little kid too. Yes. Yes. Welcome to the club. Yeah. It's like horror kind of fascinated me. Me too. But I, I would always like I was the kind of kid who had to have the hall light on, like, and the door had to be like a third of the way open for me to be, be able to sleep. Me which, too. And I shared my room with my brother. Me too. And it drove him nuts. Yep. He hated my it. My brothers could watch the worst scary movie. Go right to sleep in the pitch dark, but I'd have the night light on. I'd have the, the door open. Mm -hmm. I would go in my parents' room yep. about halfway through the night and like sleep on the floor in their room. I would Welcome. I would wedge myself in between my parents. Which we got to sure make a loved. club about the the scary boys, yeah. or scary people. Because I was a scared boy. Yeah, but you weren't scary. <laughs> well, in his own in his own lovely way. For, yeah, but for me, I, I, yeah, I even remember like being at like Blockbuster and going down like the horror section and just looking at the boxes, like looking at the, you know, the backs of the boxes and, and just seeing pictures from the movies and seeing the synopsis, like even that would like freak me out as a kid. Like I, I was agree. that bad. Nothing wrong with that. And in fact, that whole hall light thing I mentioned, like one of the, the short stories I recently wrote, I used that concept of like two brothers sharing a room and one, the little brother is was like me and like needed to have the hall light on, and that's like the inciting incident for the whole thing. Oh, cool! Yeah, we'll plug that at the uh, at the end of the episode. Yeah. Well, okay. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. This episode starts, and uh, I love the way it starts. By the way, uh, the crypt keeper part. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Crypt keeper rolls in. Move, bitch. <laughs> that's uh, not the crypt keeper. Uh, Oh, well, the yeah, you're talking part. about... Yes. Yeah, like, I th I th okay. When yeah. the actual so when story... Said, we'll yes, edit this out. I'm awful. <laughs> yeah, he's really drunk today. I'm not drunk. Um, so, uh, yeah, the Crib Keeper rolls in. He's dressed as a highway patrol officer. And uh, you know what I had a little issue with the Crib Keeper at the beginning of this episode? Only one pun. Dude, this is, like, the first note that I took. Uh-huh. I forgot about the puns. I was like, oh my god, that it was such an integral part of this. Exactly. I good evening, felons. What? No? What's that? It says good evening, felons. Yes. But like, that's the only one? No, I'm telling you, like all the other ones are like so half-assed. It's like it's like the things he does is so bad, it's criminal. And I'm like, those aren't really puns. You know what I mean? Time to assume the position. Well, that's what he says. What he goes, the fuck? Well, he goes. Time to assume the position if you know what I mean. What does he mean? What, what else mean? could that mean besides, you know? What position? Prison sex? Yeah. Well, that's... Oh, but yeah. Usually, well, that's, that's what he was referring to, like, But all his puns jail. are, like, usually rooted in some type Straight of horror. Forward. So if it to be sexual, like, pun seems really odd. But the Well, no, but, I mean, the implication there is, like, because this guy just broke out of prison, the implication is, like, prison rape. And that's pretty horrifying, I would say. Yeah. That's I don't know. Point. Like I, I was trying to like find it. I was like, these are all so like half-assed. The the only pun that I really found at the beginning was like when he says it's a game of chops and clobbers. I I don't know what that means. Instead of a game of oh cops, cops and, and robbers, robbers. Right, yeah. right, right. So I was like, oh god, I didn't even put it together until just now. That's wow. yeah, that's yeah, it's awful. That's what I'm that's saying. The, that's, that's the level the main we're working one. At. Yeah, but yeah, Crypt Keeper off his game in this episode. Yeah. 
Yeah, and he his, out, his outfit was on point though. Oh, yeah. his outfit was great. Although you said Highway Patrolman, but I remember when I, I was watching it, I was thinking more of uh, the Judas Priest guy. Yeah, <laughs> that was more the look. I I, I don't get this reference. Uh, so the dude from uh, Judas Priest uh, was like known for like dressing all leather and all these cuffs, and later on he came out as being gay, and like everyone's like, oh, that makes sense. You're into like the little motorcycle hats and like the little yeah, like the biker, like that. Like, like, like the gay biker look. Oh, yeah. that's a lot of fun. And it was pretty uh, cool. Everybody was like. By that time, everyone, like, being gay was fine. Everyone's like, yeah, man, you still fucking rock it. It's yeah. all good. So it was like, uh, I don't know. It was, yeah, it was, it was a cool, Yeah, it was cool that he was so accepted. Yeah. Because especially with, like, the metal community, there's a lot of machismo. Homophobic or, yeah. you, know, you know, toxic masculinity type shit. But yeah. uh, anyway. Anyway. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Not a great intro. No. Not a great <laughs> intro. But as soon as it well, starts. Well, except for, you did point out. Move, bitch! Dude, yeah. that is the that, best intro we've had as far as, like, the, the story. The opening line within a story is We've great. done probably, what, four or five uh, Tales from the Crypt? Uh, probably three or four, actually. Yeah. And that was the best one. Yeah. Move, bitch! It's not, there's no one in his way. Well, one of the things about uh, all characters in this, and when I say characters, I'm talking Highway Patrol, I'm talking Diggs, and I'm talking the Vulture, mm-hmm. because those three characters are constantly talking to themselves all the time. If you guys are hearing a noise in the background, it's because my two co-hosts are vaping. God damn it! Well, why are you vaping while we're doing it? It's one thing if we just kept it to the breaks. It's another thing if it's happening while we're recording. Hey, I was was leaning away from the microphone. Well, I'm just saying, if it's going to be making noise, I'm going to bring it up. Okay. Okay, fair enough. If you guys hear a noise, uh, John is shooting up heroin right now. Mm Yeah, yeah. Uh, Hear that tapping? I, th- I think that's actually a hallucination because um, uh, Tommy is actually dying of HIV and one of his uh, medications makes him uh, see things that sometimes aren't there. Damn. Wow. Well, at least we had you on for the last episode. That that escalated quickly. Yeah. Yeah. Well. Uh, we will miss you. Zero uh, Zero. In theory. Fake news. <laughs> so, uh, we see this guy say, move, bitch, and then run out of what looked like a kind of an old-timey little western town or something a bank of some sort yeah yeah so we meet our uh this this whole scene by the way is great yeah the chase scene (laughs) was fantastic so before yeah before he notices he's getting chased Diggs, uh a criminal Diggs is our main character yeah Yeah. he just played by kyle mclaughlin i okay so my my fee that i got on my computer was really really poor and i wrote down discount kyle mclaughlin (laughs) <laughs> Until I later looked it up and found out it was it's actually him. him. Yeah, it's him, man. It's, I was like, oh, this guy looks like he wants to be Kyle McLaughlin. Well, he, it's kind of a, an odd character for him to play. Like, like Was it a thing back in the 80s and 90s that you would, like, part of getting to be a big actor was, not a big actor, getting to be one, but just, like, it was cool to play one of these characters on... You know, Tales from the Crypt or a uh, show like that. Yeah, I, I feel so. like it was a good way for an actor to get some exposure, do a role, just and then they're just done. Just a, a throwaway. You know? yeah. It was a way for them to expose themselves, maybe as like a, a different kind of actor. Yeah, well, uh, I'm like back in the '60s, like it was like the like the really fashionable thing for a lot of uh, actors to do was to do a cameo on Batman. Really? Like, yeah, it was like they had tons the, of guest stars. Really? The yeah. Adam West Batman? Adam West Batman, Wow. Yeah. 
Yeah, like almost every episode they had some guest star who was you know, really because a lot of times like they would be like singers or something like that. Uh, you know, it didn't have to be actors. If you guys hear a noise right now, John just took a sip of water. Yeah, that doesn't. That make boy be hydrating. He's so hydrating. He's, uh, he's making a noise right now. That's funny because I swear you jump on me if I try to change uh, the subject. Um, so after our felon Diggs uh, escapes uh, from prison hours before he was sentenced to death, and uh, he's in the he's driving in his uh, stolen car with his sacks of money with dollar signs on them. <laughs> and, I didn't notice the dollar. Oh yeah. Signs. Oh yeah. He's the sack of money. Uh, just to bring back my point about not realizing the McLaughlin, I wrote down in my notes that uh, he looks like the bootleg guy from from Dune. Yeah. Yeah, and that's who's Kyle McLaughlin. It took me literally thirty minutes of watching this till I looked up the IMDb of it, and I was like, "Oh, it's, it's uh, is that why we never have Tommy trivia?" Yeah. <laughs> uh, so yeah, we find out on the radio that he murdered three Phoenix nursing students, and then he killed the doctor who was supposed to put him down and the guard, and now he's like escaping. And one of the things that I really like is that he goes uh, on the radio. They're like, "He's armed." dangerous and then he himself says and rich and i was like <laughs> what he's like kissing his money and like pretty much thinks he's already free and then that's when he sees the highway patrol dude tailing him yeah of course the whole time everyone's talking to himself never gonna get me that's right like <laughs> he's heading towards mexico baby yeah i, I one of the, my favorite things about this episode was how much he talked to himself as a matter of so like, exposition, like, yeah. which I understand, it's like he's alone. Was like we have to give information, but it was hilarious because also combined with his performance, it was so over the top. Like he was, like the way I was thinking, like this is a man in the '90s talking like a gangster from the '30s. Yeah, like well, <laughs> you'll never get me, coppers. Putting... Well, you know, the, uh, this is based on an actual uh, comic book issue. So really, yeah, hmm. oh. uh, not of uh, Tales from the Crypt, but of the shock and suspense stories. Oh, liar. Well, it's just like true crime or two-fisted tales of terror. Like, all of these are EC comics that are written and illustrated by the same folks. It just mm. didn't have that title. But, hmm. uh, yeah, like, it definitely has an old-school feeling yeah. to it. Which it's a great fucking concept, by the way, too. Yeah. Like, well, it, normally it's like the guy attached to his buddy, maybe in this scenario, but this one is him attached to the cop, and it's a fucking awesome story. We, I'm getting a little ahead of us. Well, yeah, I, I think uh, just with the highway patrolman, uh, one of my notes was, I'm not so sure this is standard uh, pursuit uh, procedure for police because he just like pulls up next to him and just starts shooting, shooting with a gun. Shooting with a so great. big old fucking gun too. Yeah, I know. And at first I was like, oh damn, like he's really going for it. But then there's also some other things that this uh, highway patrol dude that I feel does not really follow protocol with a whole lot of that. No, stuff. no, this guy has like. I, I, I called him, like, throughout the episode, I was, like, talking to myself, just like Kyle McLaughlin was. Uh, <laughs> I, I was calling him Mad Max. Because, first of all, he looked like Mad Max from the first movie. Mel Gibson? Yeah, well, he, <laughs> no, he with the helmet and everything, like, oh, yeah. he straight up Dude, looked like Mad ball, Max. Dude, good call, yeah. But, uh, yeah, like, once, so, the Highway Patrol's uh, dude's, like, uh, shooting at him, and then all of a sudden he's like, let's play chicken, like, out loud, of course. And not only are they driving at each other playing chicken, but they're also shooting at each other at the same time. Somehow, motorcycle gets the wheel shut out. Highway patrol dude falls off. 
but the motorcycle keeps going into the car. So he T-bones jumps out him. of the car. I know. They both jumped out of their vehicles. How does that explode. happen? How does they T-bone him? I, I, I don't. And it, he, like, splits the car in half. Yeah. And then it's like a smoking husk, like, immediately. Ugh. When Okay. My theory is that when the highway patrolman jumped off his motorcycle, he just kicked out with his feet with so much force that it, it propelled his motorcycle forward, keeping it upright. You think so? Yeah, I think that's the only that's the only explanation. He added like five miles per hour to it. Oh, I mean, yeah, more like twelve, like ten to twenty miles per hour. My God, well, this guy's need, hardcore. We needed to not only destroy the vehicles, but we also needed to alert the local vulture, mm. uh, oh, who's God. like looks over and is like, "Oh man, I this felt like is a lot to digest." I felt like this vulture had a voice. And this was vulture like, doesn't. Is this what vultures sound like? Probably not. It was. It was uh, I think I think I've seen like nature nature documentaries. I've seen them in real. I've seen make... turkey vultures, which are different from these ones. Mm-hmm. Not the noise they make. Yeah, they were like, like it looked over at the explosion and was like, what? <laughs> like it, like practically was talking. Speaking of the vulture, I mean, we have Kyle MacLachlan, who's a, you know, of course, a, a legendary actor in the cast. The guy who plays the highway patrol officer, uh, not a well-known guy. Uh, I looked up his IMDb. He's done a ton of stuff, but like total character actor, mostly small TV roles and voice voiceover work. Uh, I, but I, what I, I could not find in my research was the guy who played the vulture. Yeah. Yeah, because, right. I mean, that's commitment to craft. That guy w- was phenomenal. That vulture was on point. I felt like there was a couple shots where it looked like the vulture handler just, like, threw it in, like, from off screen. <laughs> like, it, like, didn't look like it was landing normally. It looked like someone just, like, get, get over there. What the fuck? This is the 90s. Or the 80s. No, it was no, the 90s. It was 90s. Okay. <laughs> All right. Give me a attack. This is like ninety one, I think. Yeah. So there was no one there being like, "Oh, this animal doesn't have to be thrown." And the guy was like, "Ah, whatever. I'm gonna throw this thing. I'm getting paid fucking four thousand dollars for today." They wanted it to look like the vulture really had a, a chip on its shoulder. Mm. But but what were they paying the vulture? Is what I want to know. And, oh. who's, and who was the vulture's agent in all this? I bet you the voice... They were paying them in eyeballs. Whoever did the voice of the vulture was probably the same dude who does the voice of the crew keeper. No way. <laughs> probably. That, that, that would make sense. Yeah. That... Okay. Because, I mean, we're considering... Not, I, I almost jumped ahead way too far, but... Well, let's uh, not do that. <laughs> yeah. Let's let's uh, let's take a little break. We'll come back. We'll eat talk about candy. the end of the episode. We'll eat some candy. And uh, we'll start to finish up this garbage podcast. Wow. You really should have a better outlook on this podcast, man. Nah. I, Fat Stevens, am offended. There you go. Fat Stevens is offended. Okay. (laughs) Uh, Yeah, let's eat some candy. We'll be back in a few. (laughs) All right, now, welcome back. It's time for the candy time of our podcast. We are... That's what's happening, Mr. Homer Simpson. Oh, again. I want candy. It's the second one. Yeah, why not? Okay, all right. Uh, we're going to have you, Taylor, as our guest, mm-hmm. do the best guest taste test. Which uh, basically means we're going to give you a couple candies that you don't know what the flavor is, or we're going to give you a I'll chance. give you the four possible flavors, okay? Okay. Pineapple coconut. Mm-hmm. Mango orange, mm-hmm. apple kiwi, mm-hmm. and passion fruit. 
Mm-hmm. All right. All right. Now let's he's gonna uh, close get his started eyes. here. Okay. Close your eyes. Close your eyes. You looked. Okay. I know it doesn't say on that wrapper. It says on the other one. What are my options? Uh, pineapple coconut, navel orange. Pi- pineapple coconut. That is correct. Yeah. yeah. All right. Next. You're like, I'm still eating it. I'm, you know, I really am. Here, hey. just spit it out. No, enjoy it. Why not? No, I'm just going to wash it down. Okay. One Washing of the it things... down with straight alcohol. One of the things Fat Stevens brought with him today was a Jolly Rancher slushy? Slurpee? Mm-hmm. A slushy. Yeah, it was something I hadn't seen before. It's pretty cool. I liked it. It reminded me of, like, a slush puppy. Okay, I'm on the next one. I almost choked on that one, too. Christ. Alright, that's the, the next one down. What do you got? Okay, options again. <laughs> you Tell them the options. Uh, mango orange, you already got pineapple coconut, passion fruit, or apple kiwi. Passion fruit. You're right. Nice. No, you're wrong. Is it apple kiwi? No, bitch, you're dead wrong. You're wrong. Wow, you're well, really what, what is our guest grade? I can't, can't tell you that. Oh, oh and yeah, because it'll eliminate. Okay. We don't. We don't have the fourth one. Fortunately, yeah. so close your eyes. Here comes the last one. He's chewing. He's deciding. Mango orange. You're wrong. God damn. Apple kiwi. Ah, come on. Is that apple kiwi? Hmm? Does it taste like apple kiwi? Yeah, now that you, you say it, I yeah. can taste the apple. All right. And that sucked uh, at that game. It's that's okay. how our best guess taste guess. Guess. Okay, so Guns. let's do a, a bonus segment. Yeah, well, we we're going to test. Uh, so on our guest on the way over here, stopped on the way here and had uh, a little sandwich and a soda drink. A soda drink, yes. And this is a Jolly Rancher slushy. Mm-hmm. We're going to try it out. What flavor of Jolly Rancher is this? Red. Red. Red so is the flavor. I, so cherry, I assume. Well, it reminds me of a cherry slush puppy. Yeah. Oh, it's great. Yeah. Did you want to try it, John? I tried it when it was still frozen. You yeah. looked at me like I was hanging with a fucking... What, what I, I did like about I like it that. when it was still yeah, frozen was, was the consistency of the ice. The ice it, was great. Yeah, it was different from a regular slushy. It was like... Have you ever had a slush puppy? I don't think I've ever had a slush puppy. They're, they're more like that. They're more loose. Uh, I think it's... Uh, you like them loose, right? I think it's like more shaved ice rather than like crushed. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and I think that's what, yeah, what this is like. You like a loser kind of style yeah. of drink, right? I like a loser like you. Oh! Mm. Uh, so, yeah. yeah speaking, of pun, speaking of puns. I know. Where are you at, Crip Keeper? You're dropping the ball. Uh, so, let's get back to the episode. And yeah. Stop talking about my, my downfalls. So, oh, where um, we last left it is our uh, anti-hero Diggs, Diggs the prisoner. Uh, he just crashed, had his car crashed into by the uh, motorcycle highway patrol dude. And at this point, you're led to believe that he's dead because uh, when the vulture shows up, Diggs starts talking to the vulture and goes, Mm -hmm. sorry, man, like, sorry, Birdie, this buffet has been canceled, but you could go, you know, eat your whatever it is, uh, eat that other dude. He has a clever line for it, like some court-mandated or county-approved food or some shit. He's basically talking about the yeah, highway about patrol the, dude. Yeah. So at this point, uh, both the audience and Diggs thinks that the highway patrol dude is done. And uh, he's got an attitude to him. I mean, like, oh, Diggs yeah. is very cocky. 
No, the the cop does. Yeah, he does. Uh, but yeah, there's something really great that I love that he does later. What? Well, we'll get we'll to talk it. about yeah. it later. <laughs> um, but yeah, uh, we uh, he basically digs, looks at a map that's in his car, and finds out that the Mexico is 25 miles away, and pretty much once he gets over the border, he's gonna be scot free. At least that's the. He's gonna be extradited. Yeah, that's the. Uh, that's that's the plan. Um, but yeah, uh, he grabs his bag of money and uh, with, the, with the dollar signs on it. With the dollar signs, still the dollar signs on it. Yeah. What bad guys are these? They're like out of a Bugs Bunny cartoon or a comic book from the forties, huh? Well, I think I think there was definitely. I mean, like the. I mean, the setting was the desert. There's definitely a western motif. I mean, you even mentioned at the beginning, it's like the town that where he like robbed the bank and was escaping from looked like an old west town. Totally. So I think that was maybe a an intentional thing on the part of good call the production design where good they're like, call. let's make the bags of money, let's make this look as much like a. Uh, Western as possible, you know? I, I also think that they like to uh, intentionally do certain things that are very comic book-like as far as, like, weird Dutch angles and, like, all kinds of, you know, over-the-top, like, uh, talking to yourself like you were ta- like we were saying. It's mm-hmm. very pulp, very, you know... What do you shoot him, by the way? What do you shoot the cop? That's a, a fun little scene. Yeah, so... But, yeah, it's about to... Yeah. That's what happens right now. Yeah, like, yeah, he, well, the highway well, patrol... Well, f- first... Sorry, uh, first, the highway, they have their first uh, encounter when he realizes the highway patrolman is still alive, and... The highway patrolman talks to the vulture. Uh Uh-huh. And it's like (laughs) the vulture, and the vulture, like, it's almost like the vulture tells him, like, which way to go. Yeah. It's so weird, and I was like, does this vulture, is he, like, able to communicate is he like legit trying to like set all these things in motion I, that's one that one He's, of my one of my notes was uh the bird whisperers yeah nice bird because whisperers. Well, because kyle mclaughlin spends uh so much time talking to the vulture so much time and so does the the highway patrolman and it's like but it's like the highway like, patrolman it's like the the vulture's his boy he's yeah. like He's like, yeah, I got you, because I don't want to eat you. I want to eat that scumbag, you know. I was wondering when when uh, when Taylor texted me about watching this episode, Carry On, Death. Mm-hmm. I was like, okay, I know the term Carry On from. Like, I thought maybe this would be similar to what the episode actually ended up being was an episode that takes place in the desert or on a long strip of a highway. Mm-hmm. But uh, my God, did it stretch! Like, I was like, this this fucking vulture is. The main character in this episode. The smartest character in this episode. The smartest yeah. character. Uh, but yeah, it's uh, the Vulture definitely has designs on on both these dudes. Uh, what the hell? But, uh, so wait. Uh, the cop- I, I, I'm sorry. I'm, I'm going to disagree with you on that. Uh, but let's let's move on and then we can talk about the yeah. end. No, yeah, no, yeah. So, then, yeah. So the cop tries shooting Diggs uh, and calls out to him. But I, I don't know if you guys noticed this. When he's calling out to him in the desert, it sounded like they were in, like, a cave. It was all echoey, and, and the sound didn't, didn't sound right at all. Like, whoever the sound design person was, like, had it echoing, like, no way a desert and would they ever just sound didn't like that. It. Or they had to, like, ADR it in a bathroom. Yeah, it was ridiculous. <laughs> but this is the scene that also I was like, what the fuck is up with this highway patrol dude? Because then he, when he's, like, trying to antagonize Diggs, he pours out the bag of money yeah. into the fucking desert. An- the fuck another note about? of mine, I'm like, dude, your superiors are going to want to know, like, where the fuck the money is. Like, assuming you catch the guy. Yeah. Or kill him. They're gonna want to know, like, what happened to all the, the, the money. <laughs> like, and that's a lot of money too. Yeah, plays by his own rules. 
Yeah, that's a, that was actually one of the most interesting things to me about this was like this highway patrolman is like the Terminator. Like he's like, yeah. I have a mission, and he it, had a Terminator vibe to him too. Yeah, T one thousand. I got some stuff I can add on to this later on too. Okay. Yeah. Um, no, but I mean, he is like all about his job, and he. I, what I one thing I thought that was interesting was though because when we first encounter him, he shoots at Diggs, and then. Later, he says, I'm taking you in, Diggs. Yeah. And I was kind of like, huh. I was like, why did you go from, I'm just going to kill this dude, to I'm bringing you in? Yeah. You know? I, I, a lot of these character decisions don't make any sense. And there's usually a much simpler way to handle things than what people end up doing. Uh, but yeah, uh, uh, Diggs is trying to escape, and he finds a sign that was knocked over. And it says, he goes, senoritas, beer, maybe a taco. Okay. Like, <laughs> he's like, I'm for sure going to get prostitutes. I'm for sure <laughs> getting he says, beer. He says, cold beer, senoritas. Cold cerveza, senoritas. Yeah. Like, Love but, it. No, and I wrote, it's like, uh, crime thriller becomes one man's quest for beer and a taco. Now I'm invested. Yeah. Well, I was into it at that point. Yeah. So I was, I like, was. I've been there on Saturday mornings. <laughs> well, one of the things I thought was really strange was when he has the map. He's like, "Okay, I'm 25 miles away from Mexico," and then he goes over here and it says two miles to this uh, place. And then later on, there's a sign that says five miles here. And I'm like, I thought he was gonna be confused, or maybe he like flipped the sign the wrong way and all this stuff. But like his locations and how long he's walking almost has nothing to do with nothing. it. It seems like. Um, I thought. He was trying to, like, put the sign the wrong way to, like, you know, give the cop a slip. But, but it's like, he didn't even know which way the which way the right way was. He like, arbitrarily turned the arrow, just turned out to be the right way. Can we talk about two things right now? Yes. The house that he comes up to in this part. Oh, you mean the uh, beer? Like, like the cantina. The cantina? <laughs> and then the doll. Yeah. Did it make a noise? I don't. I don't I, think I so. didn't notice. When well, he no. shoots the doll, it makes a noise, oh. like a, like a voice. Like, it's, a, like it's like it. Uh, that was nothing like it. I'm sorry. <laughs> that was like somewhere like the vulture. Yeah. yeah. Uh, no, it, it makes a noise, and then uh, I wrote this down. What I, I wrote. Uh, um, so when he goes to the abandoned house, mm-hmm. is goes, this a, a, an old bar? Well, he wants yeah. to go to the bar, but it's no longer a bar. It's just an empty husk of a building. Right. So then he he's crawling right in there and he shoots this. He gets startled and shoots this doll. You you guys remember this? No, yes. yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Like two fucking idiots. I Sorry. just don't think that it's, it made any noise. It made a noise. Yeah, I, I just okay. then it, it did. If it did, I, if it did, I just didn't notice. God damn it! What's your point? If it did, I, it was just dumb. Okay. <laughs> Well, I mean, no, if it did, I mean, that's in, that's. And he also broke, they also mentioned this point that he broke out of death row. Yeah, no, well, okay. N- they now said that you, at you, the very beginning. Yeah, and really? no, but, oh, okay. but Tom brought, bringing up the doll actually made me think of something, even if it didn't make a noise. I didn't even connect, like, the symbolism there. He's shooting a doll, and he was on death row for murdering three nursing students, who, of course... We shouldn't assume that all nurses are female, but they. But he, are. But they, they were, yeah, because he talks about them. Later he's on. like bitches, you know. They're, yeah, they're, he's like, oh, that was his move, bitch. The thing you just said. Yeah. yeah. Well, oh. it, well, no, and, and later on when he's t- like talking to himself you in the desert, Chris got that song idea from this episode. Move, bitch, get, <laughs> get out of the way. <laughs> Maybe it could be. Let's no, but play that for the rest of the episode. But the, uh, later on when he's talking to himself in the desert, or he may be talking to the vulture, or he's talking about the murders. 
and he's just like, they, you know, they, they tried to, you know, say I was this sadist. You know, I didn't mutilate those the, girls, the, the girls until they were at, already dead. Yeah. Until after they were and dead. And, you know, like, these, you know, these bitches, you know, and it was just sort of like, so he, actually him shooting that doll was, I think, maybe a little bit of a reminder to us of, like, his crimes, like, what the kind of guy we're dealing with. Well, I actually was going to say something about that, so I'm just going to wait till we, to get to that. But what? just real quick, so... you teasing us? No, I'm just trying to get the things in order. Um, so you get to the place, he shoots the doll, which he thinks is a big deal, and then all of a sudden, a uh, highway patrol dude shows up because the vulture gave him the right directions. The vulture the takes vulture him to the sign. The connection. The it's vulture. a spirit animal, man. The vulture's like, hey, over here, and he goes, thanks. Like, yeah, he, that he, vulture... He, Two days from retirement, by the way. <laughs> oh, good. I think I'll make it. Um, but yeah, so he correctly assumes the direction of the bar and finds it abandoned. The uh, All of a sudden, Diggs is looking around at this doll, and then the highway patrol dude comes in and tries to shoot at him. They start wrestling around and uh, basically handcuffs him. And that's like when things get interesting. Uh after they're handcuffed together, the highway patrol dude mm-hmm. shoots Diggs. Uh, no, no Diggs, Diggs shoots, shoots the highway him. patrol man, excuse me. And instead of trying to think about what to do, he's like, oh, I'll just carry this guy, which doesn't make any sense to me. Well, no, because first, what the high, as the highway patrolman is dying, he swallows a handcuff key. The handcuff yes. thing, I thought but, that was insane. Which, that is insane. Like, that, once again, another testament Who to, like, this, this guy is hard core yeah, yeah he, he is. is but if i was Diggs, i would be like oh there's a piece of broken glass in this window i'll just cut off that guy's thumb slip his hand through the handcuff and call it a day you know yeah, but, but we're assuming like Diggs is smart and i mean obviously he was smart enough to escape prison from death row from death row i mean but then again it's like that's like maybe there was a bunch of luck involved with that because mm. really, everything he says throughout the episode does not indicate a man of, of great intelligence. No. In fact, I feel like he does a lot of things hastily. Yes, uh, very hastily. And that kind of biting him in the ass. But uh, he sees a sign that says Mexico is like, uh, just what, another like 10 miles away or something like that. And then there's also a sign for um, El Pollo Loco. Yeah. <laughs> what? <laughs> you really? saw that. Yeah. yeah. I did yeah. not see that. Yeah. Oh, yeah. awesome. Um, but yeah, yeah. Uh, this is when he talks about uh, he's carrying uh, the highway patrol dude like a fireman carry over his shoulders. His shirt's open. He's got his abs flashing. He's Do you looking think good. He actually carried him. Oh yeah. Yeah. Really? Like, yeah. Like in when they were filming it. Yeah. He actually carried this. Yeah. He seems human pretty. Man. It looked. Yeah. It, it looked like him. The fireman what carries was this again. Ninety something. Really. Yeah, There's like ninety one. Yeah. McLaughlin's doing great. I mean, because well, Dune came out in like eighty two. 81. Dude, look at him now. He yeah. still like for, he still looks good. Uh, I actually like my, one of the first notes. Same age as John. <laughs> one of the first notes I took was like McLaughlin. That's that's one handsome sob. He is a good looking guy. Um, well, uh, he goes. I didn't mutilate any of those girls when he's talking to himself, and that was when we find out that he mutilated a bunch of other people as well as killed five women in Kansas that he got away with that nobody knows about. Mm. But That's what awesome. I was so thinking awesome. was, wouldn't it be more interesting if uh, he uh, what didn't mutilate people? Because I feel like he would be way more grossed out by having to lug this body around. And maybe if they had this added thing of, ooh, I'm too grossed out to, to cut off his arm or 
do something violent like that, that he actually has more of an internal struggle with what's going on instead of just being someone who mutilates people. I'm like, why wouldn't he just mutilate that guy right there, right then? I think you're yeah. thinking too much into it. Well, no, I'm just saying if, you know, we're talking about having a doll represent oh, like yeah. all his past That's crimes, yeah. what I'm saying is My apologies. make his crimes, you know, something that was accidentally violent instead of something that he actually yeah. mutilates people. Where it's like, like a sick fuck. Well, yeah, it's like you could have, because you, you could be a... a a serial killer because I mean that's what he is but not all serial killers are necessarily interested in really gruesome stuff they just get off on the high of taking a life yeah so he could yeah you, you could have him be like one of those serial killers but where he's actually really squeamish yeah um, that might and, be, yeah, that, yeah, the, that would have been an interesting direction. Yeah, I think, I don't know, it was just uh, something that I was thinking about when I heard it. I was like, oh, okay, I guess so. Um, he gets so far with that body, too. But yeah, oh, yeah, one of my favorite lines he says next, he goes, women, can't live with him and you can't fit more than one in a <laughs> trunk at a time. Oh, God. And I was like, what kind of obese women is this guy like murdering and, and mutilating? Well, I, I know pers from personal experience, I can fit at least three to four average sized women in my trunk. Okay, though. Still alive, Jordan's though. Right? Does not... oh, 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 yeah. oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Totally. Well, I'm just taking them to the party. <laughs> I mean, what happens at the party is a little darker, this, but... <laughs> this kind of behavior, sorry. No, but... Oh, my God, so good. Um, um, and then it goes to this point where he tries to chop off the arm. Well, yeah, so he's carrying the dude, but then he gets tired. He's like, I'm not even going to carry him. And then he starts dragging him. He grabs the badge. Like they're freaking, okay, before that, it's like before. when he's carrying him, and it's like they're conjoined twins. Yeah. And he starts talking to him. And I so bad, I so bad want somebody to recut this as like a buddy movie because there's so many lines that he says where he's like, we made it, buddy. And then he's like, you can do it when he's like pulling him up oh the God, cliff. Oh my God, like uh, Tom, Gr uh, Tom Hanks and fucking Survivor. Mm? You're thinking of Castaway? Oh, Castaway. Castaway? God damn it. Is your brain broken? Yeah, probably. Yeah. Well, <laughs> actually, that that's an apt comparison where it's like, he's all alone. He's He's got heat stroke. God damn it. He's that's what I'd like to see too. If he was talking to the cop and maybe he was not speaking, but he could hear his... Yeah, or something. Okay. Yeah. I did okay. Yeah, but I think in My some ways brain. the vulture came to represent like the cop, like yeah, as being. It's like I've I've still got you. I'm st I'm still after you. You're not getting away, man. Yeah, that's. Oh, I like that. Well, yeah. There's a lot of cool things that they could do, but yeah, before he fashions this weird thing with the the cop, there's a there's a sandstorm, and he pulls. He pulls the uh, dead uh, cop's body on top of him as, like, protection from the sandstorm. And then all of a sudden, sandstorm's over. He's totally fine. He gets up, and he realizes, oh, shit, that's the mountain that I've been trying to get over. On the other side of that mountain is Mexico. They couldn't show it, but it was just really funny. This is where it gets really fun. Okay. Mm -hmm. He starts, he's, he thinks, like, so he pulls the badge off the guy. And he's like, oh, I can make this badge into an axe. Yeah, which was actually pretty cool. But eh, why cool. why fashion an axe? Why not just sharpen it and use it as a blade instead of having to chop yeah, with it? Like, exactly. That's well, a... I mean, my only defense of that. Yeah, I mean, you're totally right. But my only defense of that would be like with uh, with an axe is like you can chopping through something is going to be is going to be a lot quicker than slowly sawing through it. Definitely. So strongly disagree. Yeah. yeah. Awesome. Gary Paulson, author of Hatchet. 
would be proud of the ingenuity that he showed. Oh, yeah. yeah. That was a good book. Yeah. You guys read it? Did you guys read that? I read it in, like, fourth grade. I thought you were talking about the horror movie series Hatchet. No. Yeah. Wait, what's that? It's kind of like, uh, imagine Friday the 13th, but if Jason couldn't be killed by, like, anything. So, Jason already can't be killed. I know, but there's, like, <laughs> it's, undead. like, unreal, where it's, like, oh, well, an explosion would blow him apart, or, like, they, it's pretty much just that. Wait, so you've never heard of the Hatchet? Uh, I have heard of it. I just told you. But, but I mean, like, you've never read it? <laughs> the book, The Hatchet? Yeah. No. What? I think it's just called Hatchet. Yeah, it's great. Yeah. Well, okay. Well, we'll it's a survivalist story. Yeah. We'll beat him up at this episode. How far uh, the can you possibly sit from this mic? Am I that far from the mic? Are yeah. you really that angry at me? Yeah, you, you sound bad. Um, he always sounds bad. That's what I was thinking. Oh, God. Um, Nails on a chalkboard. But yeah, we get this fun little hatchet. Uh, and So uh, he starts chopping away. This part sucked, in my opinion. How so? Because he fucking see It's so... You can see it coming from so far away. That he chops his own hand. Yeah. yeah. But what I would have liked to see is a little bit more of his like days and out of it before that moment. So like he... Has the cop still handcuffed to him? Takes him up the top of the mountain. He's like, "Oh, there's Mexico." But then they roll down. They fall backwards <laughs> the wrong direction. I love that. <laughs> I love that. And he's like, "All right, fuck it. Now I'm finally gonna take this dude's hand off, which I should have done a long time ago." Yeah. Uh, and he chop, 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 and he's no good chop. He slits his own wrist. It's a it's a single chop though. Yeah. Isn't it? yeah. He chops his he chops his wrist, and then he falls backwards. He's dangling on another... the edge of a of a cliff, and his Hand, hand gets ripped off. Yeah. What and the he, fuck? And like the whole time, the, the, the vulture's right there looking at him, goading this him. This vulture pisses me off. Yeah, well, I mean, I think, like I said, it's a theme for all the Tales from the Crypt. Everybody's a piece of shit, so okay. you don't care who dies. Can we talk sucks. about his neck? Oh, yeah. So he falls oh, and snaps yeah. his neck. God. You his like that? neck is fugged up. Yeah. Which... I, I uh, sorry. I I did, thought that I thought they did a great job with uh, the makeup effects of of you could see like the bone jutting. It was it didn't pierce the skin, but you could see it jutting. Yeah, the... out, and and it was just once again with the writing. It was so unnecessary for him to say my neck. It's like, dude, we can see. I know, <laughs> like, but I I thought it was great as he's like, I'm paralyzed, <laughs> like. Uh, so he can't move, but I mean, he can still feel all that shit, right? I mean, yeah, he's like, can't, I can't feel my legs, I can't feel my feet, I can't feel that. We can see that. Yeah, we <laughs> we can tell. Like all you have to do is you show his broken neck and the fact that his body is just completely not moving. Which, yeah, <laughs> it looks like yeah, it, it looks it, like a pile of logs. It or felt something. like a different episode to me. It just didn't. I I didn't like the way it ended. Well, yeah. So then, of course, our uh, good friend the vulture oh, shows up. This is good. And pecks out both of his eyeballs. And then, what do you think of the? Does he die, or is he just? No, he's dead. Touch? He was dead. I, I mean, I think the, I think the vulture pierced deep enough that at least, okay. nu- at least nudged his Let's brain. Let's go around the room. I would have liked it. Do you think he's dead? I mean, I do think he was dead because okay, he one. stopped talking. But what I'm saying is, what, what I you? think would have been really cool. Dead is. Uh, I would say dead. Because yeah. I agree, he stopped talking, and he all he's been doing is talking this entire, entire time. episode. I feel like it would have been like really cool is if he was there and he couldn't move and just watched himself get eaten alive slowly rather than like just being that killed episode quickly. of um, what's that classic one of the when the guy loses his glasses? The, oh, the uh, time, time enough, enough at last. last. 
Mm-hmm. Nice job. Hell Thanks yeah. High five. Uh-huh. <laughs> Two of them. Just fucking nerds. Right, I do like him better than you. I know. Why <laughs> Everyone does, podcast? dude. <laughs> he should host the podcast. Uh, but yeah, at the end, uh, the vulture like like that was talks by the way. Shit. Great animation. Great animation. What? The fucking pulling the eyes out thing was awesome. Oh. Uh, well, you, that, it was called like, like makeup or something. Yeah, that, no, that would have been like not animation. It's just like the great practical, practical effects. effects. Yeah. You guys are best friends. Yeah, yeah. Well, I hate well, I'm, you I'm guys. sure. I'm sure what they did is they made a dummy of his head, uh, his head at least, if not his entire body, and that's what we're seeing because it it does show like whatever beak um, make eye contact. So it's like yeah, it's rad. Just in a but it's really and it's really well done though because it looks real. Yeah. And, so, uh, yeah. I hate you guys. I know, if you're going to sulk, at least stop talking. Um, <laughs> so, now we got to... <laughs> so, and then in the end, we get a little uh, goodbye from our Crypt Keeper. Uh, now, again, not a great pun, not but he goes... Uh, What's he saying? He says, uh... Cook by em, the way, didn't cook, understand this one. Cook him, Dano, instead of book him, Dano? He had, a, he had another one. Oh, uh, it was the one where, like, I like my meat more well done. That's what I'm saying. These aren't actually puns. They weren't puns. He but... he did have one that's it's still not a great pun, uh, where he said, uh, "This is my last note." Uh, that's what I call flipping someone the bird. Yeah, I mean that's kind of <sighs> like that one. It's like that qualifies. It's a as reference a pun? more yeah. than a pun, I'd say. Well, I mean, well, because obviously there's, I would say it qualifies as a pun because flipping someone the bird just means giving them your middle finger, but. You know, in in this case, he's talking about a literal bird, so it, it qualifies as but, a legitimate pun. It's just not a great one. And actually, he does flip the vulture off in an earlier scene. That's true. Yes. Yeah. Oh. I wonder. We're if... wrong here. Yeah. It's so like one one of, one of his few moments of nonverbal communication. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the vulture was doing a better job than uh, Cryptkeeper was there. What's um, your rating, John? Let's get let's get some uh, creepy crawlers going on here. All right, cool. So uh, you've uh, uh, you've listened to the podcast. You know how oh, we yeah. do the ratings. We do our creepy crawlers. Creepy crawlers. Let's do him first. Let's do Taylor. You go first. Um, I'd say out of ten. Uh, yeah, I'd give this one a seven creepy crawlers out of ten. Um, I felt like, uh, I mean. First thing, I mean, I love Kyle McLaughlin, so, I mean, like, that's part of what sold me on wanting to watch this episode, mm-hmm. and then when I re- remember, like, as I was watching it, I, I remember seeing it as a kid, and I remember it didn't actually, I was surprised at how little it, it disturbed me, because usually, if I saw an episode of Tales from the Crypt, it, like, terrified me, because, as we established earlier, I was one of the scared kids. I should just date Taylor. I love you. Because we're both. Wait, we are? Well, I mean, Shit. okay, it's not necessarily dating, the okay. but okay. Cool. you know, the Greco-Roman wrestling. John is getting angry right yeah. now. <laughs> anyway, uh, no, so, but I remember as a kid uh, watching this and thinking, uh, I, and I, I'm not sure if I actually saw this uh, when it was like on HBO. It was maybe on another cable channel where they edited. They did that for Fox. So a lot of yeah. the, they they would take the HBO episodes, chop them up, put them on Fox at like nine or ten o'clock at night. Right. Yeah. So that's probably the version I saw. So I, we probably didn't get like the gouging the eyes out. Uh, but so, I mean, really, that's it. There's not a whole lot of yeah, other there's not a, it's graphic not, stuff. Yeah, it's it. not that gruesome. Um, the only other thing they would have had to edit would be the language. Um, anyway, though, uh, 
anyway, so the reason uh, I I would say seven out of ten is just sort of like uh, I really enjoyed Cal McLaughlin's just like just his performance, just che chewing up the scenery, just loving playing this kind of this bad guy who's sort of out of out of another era, you know, with the as I referenced earlier with the dialogue. And I really enjoyed the Western motif, and I, I loved the motif with the vulture, because the vulture, you could say, it, it depends on how you interpret it, it's like, with the cop, like, he was so, like, when he died, he, his last act was to swallow the key, to be like, I'm going to make sure you get punished. And then the vulture, who had already been seemingly, in some way, some mystical way, guiding the cop, and then afterwards, I think that the vulture was like the spirit animal of the cop, you know, in e even if not literally in a thematic way. Yeah. Um, and I thought that was really cool. And so uh, and I and this really did remind me of uh, the Twilight Zone uh, where because there wasn't anything really supernatural about it. It was just a story about a terrible man trying to get away with something and him getting his comeuppance which a lot of Twilight Zone episodes were like that. So I really enjoyed it. Um, there were definitely things about it, like with the talking to himself and how hammy and over the top it was that got a little grating at times. So that's why I'm not giving it a, you know, a really high score, but I think seven is a good number. That was the best review we've gotten ever of an episode, by the way. <laughs> John, not usually like, good episode, didn't like it, did like it. Bye. Done. No, he probably doesn't remember some of the other episodes. He does drink a lot when we do them. Bullshit. Um, <laughs> uh, we, Bullshit. Uh, we, we were pretty succinct the last couple ones that we've done. Yeah, at the we end, were. We to, uh, you just yeah. fucking slandered me. Uh, well, it's not slander if it's true. It's exactly. not. It's absolute slander. So that's why I won you. the lawsuit, dude. Do you want to get to your score next? F Bullshit. I'm going to sue you first. Okay. I'll go for my you score go. then. Yeah, go for yours, you um, piece of shit. Well, uh, as you know, I love Tales from the Crypt. I felt like Crypt Keeper was not delivering on his pun game, just like the last time we did one. He kind of was not there. Uh, as far as the episode goes, it uh, doesn't really have a lot of the things that I like about Tales of the Crypt, as far as the nudity, as far as the adult <laughs> themes, as far as a lot of the violence. Um, what's up, Tom? I'm pissed off. You're, you're, you're throwing shots at me. Wait, wait, sorry, We're speaking just of nudity, fun. have you guys done Bordello of Blood yet? No, I made him watch Tales from the Crypt Demon Knight uh, recently. Uh, uh, is that the movie? That's the first one, because Bordello of Blood is the second movie. Okay. Uh, um, sorry, sorry. Go, but, go ahead. You're <laughs> But yeah, so... No, fuck uh, him. <laughs> don't cry. Oh, let me get you some tissues, dude. It's okay. Seriously. That's not what I'm he sorry. needs him for. I'm sorry. Oh, Okay. Uh, Tommy Trash does not know how to take a joke. Oh, wow. His character is just going into the ground. I don't know. He won't let go of it. Um, anyway, back to my thoughts. Um, I think I would probably give this one more of a uh, 6 out of 10, just because I felt like in the watching of it, it was kind of exhausting. And I feel like that was probably partly intentional to kind of mimic what his struggle is going through, having to carry his thing. And it's these long cuts, and you don't really see a whole lot. Not a whole lot breaks it up. And I kind of felt like the actual chase of the highway patrolman and 
Diggs, like, you know, it wasn't that interesting. I felt like the most interesting part was Diggs kind of losing his mind and kind of mm. his hubris of thinking he can get all the way to Mexico and have all these things work. I feel like if they had uh, maybe showed him, at least just showed a shot of Mexico, showing that how close he is before it falls away, mm. I felt like that might have uh, had a little bit of a greater impact. I agree. Um, but yeah, in the end, I feel like, I don't know, it'd be great if, like, the vulture maybe... Uh, could somehow if, if somehow they were able to like show him did this with someone else like maybe there's other highway patrol cops or something like that and the vulture was <laughs> we had to, had a plan the whole time or something I don't know overall it was wasn't as fun as I sometimes like them to be but still entertaining still You're going t- for what six yeah six out of ten creepy crawlers how about you Tom I don't like the the flack I've been given. In this podcast. You are not rating us as friends. You are rating this episode, sir. Did not like the way I was slated. Uh, you ready to do your uh, creepy crawler score? Yeah. Okay, let's hear it. I'm going six out of ten. Hey, all right. We're on the same page. Yeah, Very nice. Fuck you, buddy. Why? You were a piece of shit to me a second ago. How so? You were talking trash to me. Well, I was just saying that you and me do a good, really good job of critiquing and giving scores. I was, in ch- I was no, trying to keep you, you from selling no. yourself right. short. Mm, little piece of shit. Anyway, I love you, John. Six <laughs> to ten. The episode was a little too oblivious. It, it was just—it was so obvious that happened. It, it, you knew it was going to happen the entire time. The 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 name of the episode. What what? Carrying death. death. I, I I thought I think that's what I liked about it because it was an impending sense where it's like, it's sort of like that Hitchcock idea where of like the idea of sus, uh, suspense. Uh, there's a difference between surprise and suspense. And surprise is when something unexpected happens and the audience is shocked. Mm. Suspense, Ooh, wow. suspense, on the other hand, is when uh, he uses the metaphor of a, of, a, of, of a bomb. Yeah, a, 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 there's a bomb under the table. The characters don't know, but the audience knows. So yeah. the suspense okay. is the audience waiting for the bomb to go off. Hmm. And I feel like this was much more as like, we okay. know we know what direction this is going, but we are like... I'm going to revise my score. Yeah. So I'm going from a 6.0 to a 6.5. So this is um, kind of similar to like the last one we talked about with... Um, what? what? My score should be talked about. We are. I was just going to say, like, as he was saying, like, uh, talking about suspense and kind of being along for the ride with this tension, it's kind of like when we were doing the other one uh, the other day with uh, Tim Curry, and they're getting the house, and you kind of mm. know where it's going, and but it just kind of turns up the tension, yeah. Yeah, so, uh, Taylor, when he first wanted to come on the episode of the podcast, he wanted to do that episode, and... I felt really bad because we had just done that one. Yeah. Well, there's plenty more. Because that was uh, one of the only ones. Uh, well, I, I mean, I, like I said, with this one, I, I once I started watching it, I realized I'd seen it. Um, but, yeah, Death of a Salesman, or, or Death of Some Salesman, I think it's called. Yeah. Uh, uh, I remember watching that as a kid, and it was probably, like, on Fox. Yeah. So, like, even an edited version, and, and just being, like, traumatized by it. Yeah, that's So Fox. that one, like... When he mentioned, like, Tales from the Crypt to me, like, that was the first one I thought of. It's a great app. Yeah. Sorry, what else would you like to add to uh, your show? No, like, just six, I think it's a 6.0 episode. Uh, you just changed it to 6.5, though. 
God damn it. Six point Based five. on my <laughs> powers of persuasion alone. Hell yeah. I don't I don't think it was that great. Okay. I don't think it was that bad though. I think it was right down the line. So that would be a five. No, but it was better. Oh, God damn so it. So slightly better than average. I'm a piece of shit. Whatever. <laughs> we, no, love we, you, Tom. We, we have a nice uh, that's actually the our scores are Wait, pretty so you tight have, here. you what are our scores? You have Johnny, Bizarro Sorrow. I have six. Six. Seven. Seven. Six point five. Yeah, there I'm right in the middle. Yeah, I know. We said so we were all we we're all pretty uh, on the same page about that. We're gonna yeah. tongue kiss. So let's see here. Well, that uh, was a, that was a prerequisite of me coming on. Uh, so besides just doing our creepy his crawlers, neck was fucked, we also, by the way. I know his no. neck was so fucked. Well, and yet he had to say, "My neck, I'm paralyzed." Like, exactly. Like he could. Like I remember watching that scene, being like, "Yeah, your neck is fucked." But they had to make a point, being like my neck and I was like oh it looks like when I'm shaving my chest and I'm trying to shave my fucking uh, Adam's apple and I have to like pull the skin aside but worse okay <laughs> as fat Stevens I don't really have to worry that much about my Adam's apple really no Adam's apple at least well like... no I have one but it's like oh like, look at this guy yeah see yeah it's look at mine my, my, mine is very subtle so it really doesn't. John, what's tuss- yours? So uh, not really great for a uh, audio uh, medium like podcasting. Well, uh, I mean, our showing <laughs> talking about yeah, show, like, look at this, look at this, look at this. Our look at this. In general is not good for that anyway. So let's do a little uh, drinking game rules. Yes. Yes. Oh yeah. Let's start with yours. Okay. Yeah. Uh, I came up with one. Um, every time Kyle McLaughlin or uh, sorry Diggs uh, talks to himself without the dead cop or the vulture present because that's a very important rule because I think if you took a drink every time he he talked to an animal or a dead person you would die yeah uh, but yeah. every anytime he just talks strictly to himself take a drink every time uh, the vulture talks take a drink when he says move bitch take a drink that that's <laughs> a finisher drink what, yeah when he, yeah when he says move bitch that is the like the very first line you drink a whole beer shot shotgun a freaking beer shotgun some malt liquor when he says move bitch that sounds like uh something i do don't tell that to johnny junk you have uh, any drinking game rules you want to throw in there oh, i think you guys got it all you guys got it all okay um, yeah, I don't feel like this episode was uh, very conducive to the drinking game, you know? Yeah. We, we, uh, obviously, we just spat out, like, a few few ideas, but, there, yeah, there, I, I'm sure there are other ones that are... Maybe much... when they get to the beer place, he's like, oh, ooh, yeah. two beers. Uh, you want to do a little bit of uh, trivia? Oh, yeah, sure. Let's do some Tom's trivia. I have your Tom's trivia this guy. right here. Tom's trivia. All right, well, here we are tonight. There's not much trivia I got to offer to you, but the writer of this episode wrote a ton of stuff, actually, which is pretty cool. Okay. Can you guess? Uh, are they pertinent to uh, things from this show? Are they nope. other anthology series? Nope. Oh. Are they uh, other television shows or movies? Mm, movies, yes, but uh, books, TV shows, yeah. Was it the never-ending story? Nope. Damn it. Uh, so some of the stuff that they've been uh, known for is... Commando, mm. the Arnold Schwarzenegger movie, uh, Laura Croft, Tomb Raider, the one that came out in two thousand three, I think, or two thousand two. Uh, 
Judge Dredd, uh-huh. the guy wrote Judge like the Dredd. Stallone Which one, one? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> wrote this. Um, Street Fighter was also written by the same guy. <laughs> wow. Beverly uh, Hills Cop 3. The Flintstones that came out. That, that movie's terrible, by the way. Oh, so when you say the guy who wrote this, you mean the screenplay? Yeah. Okay. Because, like I said, it is based off an old EC comic. Yeah. Like most of the Tales from the Crypt episodes. Yeah. So, okay. So you're just listing the screenwriting up. credits? No, the guy, he's he's credited as the writer of this. Well, it's yeah. Not the, not the screenwriting credit. Like, not the guy who's like, oh, this is based off. This is the guy who wrote the script. Oh, I just kicked the table. I'm sorry. Okay. What else did he do? Uh, he also did Die Hard. Cool. Original. Nice. He wrote Die Hard? Yeah. Screenplay. Okay, because, yeah, all those other ones you were naming for me, I was like, <laughs> yeah. come on, Wait, man. Commando is a great movie. Okay, no, yeah, yeah sorry. Commando was, was the okay. exception. Here's the game. Okay. Here's the game. We normally play a game with our guests, but I, did, but I didn't set anything up today because I was... A piece of shit. I'm Even though to... I texted you hours you ahead Shut of time. Shut the fuck up, John. What? I'm just kidding. I love you. Over under, how many people did Arnold Schwarzenegger kill in the movie Commando? Between. How is this related to Tales from the Crypt? It's not. Oh, well, why are we playing this game? Because it's a game. Oh, okay. Over 50. We can play Monopoly, too. Under Scattergories. It's all right. Have you ever seen the movie Commando? You no. Have, yes. How many John people Matrix, think, come on. How many people did he kill in that movie? You have 10 seconds. I would say it has to be like close to, if not more than 100. John? Oh, like I said, I hadn't seen it. You've never seen Commando? No. Nope. Guess a number. Both of you guys guess an actual number. First. Two. 115. You fucking win because you, by Price is Right rules, you didn't go over. Nice, cool. I fucking hate you. How many? What's the actual answer? 81. Ah. Let off some steam, Bennett. I don't like this. I gotta check out this movie. You know what? I'm gonna elect you the the winner. (laughs) Cool. How do you like them apples? I mean, I was expecting to lose. Like I said, I hadn't seen this movie. That's another episode of uh, Short and Spooky. Uh, thanks for coming on today. Uh, it's nice to have a, a new guest and audience. Thank I'd you love, for having me. I'd this love, was a delight. I'd love to hear the, um, uh, not Fats Domino, what is it? Uh, Fat Stevens. <laughs> Fat That's Stevens. Yeah. Or what did it say? Fat King Cole? That was the other <laughs> yeah, one. Was the other oh, Fat King Cole. That's yeah, fun. there's some other good ones. Um, but yeah, we, we'll have to have a drop uh, mid for you uh, next time you come through. Um, what would his uh, drop be like, you think? Well, I, well, I think may, like, maybe we should use it like a remix of a Cat Stevens song. Yeah. Or why don't you surprise him now that you know how to do the drops? I'm not going to do anything. Okay. Well, You're not going to... Not even for me? Yeah. That's, not not even for me? I already stormed off once. Okay. He, uh, by the yeah, way, sorry to hijack things. Tom did storm off and... Uh, I stormed off. He stormed off. Uh, he... Uh, I was not feeling welcomed. He was not feeling welcomed. Uh, John and I... Uh, I know, uh, I never want to make him feel unwelcome. No. But uh, at times... John wants he... to make me feel uncomfortable. So, Tom, okay. 
You say you don't want me to be nice. You say you don't want me to be unnice. You don't want me to keep us on track, but you also don't want us to go off. So so what would make you happy? Because it just seems like you are not happy with the way you're portrayed on this podcast. So what are you, what's your, what would you, how would you like things to go? Can you imagine I'm single? By the uh, way? I do imagine that. Can you imagine why? Why you're single? Yeah. Yes. Because I'm a horrible. Okay. Don't I'm just call, joking. Don't I, call yourself horrible. I'm horrible. That's not too No, I, jo- things are out of control. I'm, I apologize for the way I acted, but uh, I did feel a little attacked earlier. Well, so that's what the, I'm saying. Do you not want me to bust your balls? or do No, you I do. I, I'm jo- Everything was, I'm joking. Come on. That, that storming off without the headphones was a great joke. I took a piss. Mm-hmm. We, we were, we, we you were guys laughing. were sitting around here having a good time. I, yeah. Podcasts I, are supposed to be fun. It, we, I, were, we were having a good I time, was but clearly, it was, it was, what? John just touched. Yeah, I was trying to make Taylor's it so arm. he wasn't like so hot in the microphone. Just going to lean back a little bit. Hey, he's so controlling he is. He's so controlling. We were having a good time, but it wasn't at your yeah, expense. But then Tom came back. Um, so anything you want to plug? I know you said you're do, uh, you're do some writing. I'd love to hear uh, where I could check out some of your stuff. Uh, well, I have had a, uh, a story that I wrote featured on the No Sleep podcast. I'm sure, uh, if you have listeners who are interested in this one, a lot of them have probably heard of that. Cool. Uh, it's called Bounce, and it's on, uh, episode 15 of season seven of the No Sleep podcast. Uh, if you want to check out any of my other work, I don't have my own website, but you can, my, uh, my writing account, uh, on Reddit is rust colored. That's rust underscore colored, and you can read some of my stories. That's cool. awesome. Yeah, very cool. John, can I say what? I love you, buddy. Oh, okay, cool. I don't. I didn't. I wasn't angry at you at all. Okay. Don't you don't look like you're accepting my apology. I don't know what's coming next. You're up. You're down. What? What? what if you say so, man. I love you. I just want this to go well for both of us. I love you, buddy. Okay, good. I'm happy to hear that. This is, I love how I feel more shame than you did when you were the insane person during the drunk episode, which will not be aired. Yeah. So, why do I feel fucking bad? Maybe it's because you drink every single time we record. Maybe you try not drinking. You might. No. Okay, well. I'll die. Yeah, yeah. Delirium trimmings. Yeah, all the DMTs, baby. Shout out to my DMT babies. The DMT <laughs> babies? You know, the babies born addicted to DMT. I'm joking. I, I apologize, John, if my temper so, showed up. Uh, is there anything you'd like to promote? Um. Yeah, I'd like to promote uh, Twitter. our Twitter. There you go. Our Twitter at shortspooky.com. I'm sorry, at shortspooky Twitter. Uh-huh. And uh, we're on Spotify. We're on iTunes. We're also on Stitcher. We're on Google uh, Music Play. We're on all that good stuff. Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, yeah, and as always, if uh, someone actually listens to this and they want to send us an email, please uh, send us an email at short and spooky. Has anyone sent us an email? Uh, only uh, the, like... Uh, Wait, we've got an email before? Yeah, but it's like, now your music's on Spotify. Oh, your music, God. It's not from people. It's not someone being like... Hey, but you know what? Tell your friends, rate, review on iTunes. Rape? Uh, I said rate and review oh, okay, on iTunes. Okay. I rated and reviewed. You did? I did indeed. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah, how about that? So I advise everyone to do the same. 
Cool. Cool. All right. Well, I think that's going to wrap it up for another episode of Short and Spooky. Can I just say thank you so much for coming on, man? Thank you so much for having me. This was an absolute blast. Yeah. Are cool. you serious? Come yeah, back. Yeah, it was. Yeah. Would this I lie to you? This was a disaster. Just but, for you. I mean, your your life's falling apart on you know the radio. What the fuck? Okay, John, that was a little more. That was a fucking attack on me. Oh, I'm sorry. I, I honestly, I thought like you were doing a character. I don't, I don't I know. I am. Yeah, okay, I'm joking. See, but fuck you, man. See, you're so like up and down all over the, the boys, place. Boys, boys, boys. Just remember, right after this, we are all going to the sauna together, and I know you know which kind of sauna I am talking about. Wait, we're going to sauna? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. This is my character. Oh, right. Fat Stevens. It's this Fat Fat Stevens. Stevens. All right, well, seems kind of Fat Stevens loves a good schwitz. All right, well, another episode of this shitty podcast is going to tail off here. I like this podcast. It's a good podcast. All right. I like this podcast. I listen to this podcast. Bye-bye. Bye. Later.